And when you do this, you live a lit up life. You've stopped suppressing a huge aspect of what it means to, to be human and to be a woman. For this episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast, we are going to be discussing sexual transmutation and the power of sexual energy. So this came to me as a topic to discuss with you all to share both my story and the teachings on it because we are into the chapter on the mystery of sexual transmutation in the Morning Mindset Club. This is a program that I do. It's currently a no charge experience. And we go through the Napoleon Hill book, Think and Grow Rich, sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph. And we are now in the chapter on the mystery of sexual transmutation. So we we do share the weekly compilations of that in this podcast. So if you're new to the podcast, you can seek that out. I'm not sure what the order is that we're dropping these episodes in, whether you'll hear the teaching from the Morning Mindset Club and Think and Grow Rich first, or whether you'll hear this episode first, but they they will be synergistic and really useful for you to listen to. So the other thing that I want to say right at the beginning here is that if you are triggered by anything that I share, and sex for many of you is totally in a like open, uh, easy subject. For many of you, you think it's an open, easy subject, but then you get triggered by it. For many of you, uh, it just, it brings up stuff. That is okay. I wish that I had had this information years ago. Years ago, it would have explained so much to me and it would have helped me so much both in my business and in my sex life, quite frankly. My my ability to receive pleasure and to receive in general in, in my business because they are connected and we'll get into that shortly. So if you find yourself turning off or feeling triggered or wanting to shut down or shut it off, I would really greatly encourage you to stay open to the material. Just listen and maybe challenge yourself to listen to this episode two or three times to really see what aspect of it might be triggering you or what aspect of it might be hooking you and to move through that. And of course, as always, if you need help with any of this, you know how to find me. There's a consult button on every page of our website and in the show notes, there is a consult link that you can find. Okay, getting into this. Napoleon Hill in this chapter on the mystery of sexual transmutation, the 10th step in your way to riches, talks about how the sexual nature of people, he's talking specifically in the the, the chapter of men. And I'm gonna translate this to be applicable to women as well. Now, if you're a man who's listening to this, um, it's applicable to you as well. My audience audience tends to be women, though we have men as clients behind the scenes. Use your ability to translate this information so that you can see how it's applicable to you. But I am going to be speaking of it for women here. Okay, but in the, the book, Napoleon Hill is quite frankly speaking about the sexual nature of men. And he talks about this as being a key aspect to all successful men. They had a highly sexed nature. 
Now, what does that mean? What does a highly sexed nature mean? It means that they are tapped into their sexual drive, their desire to have sex. If you take this drive, this this physical drive, this biological drive, and channel it and transmute it. So transmutation means to change the form of. So we're going to transmute or change the form of that sexual drive and use that same energy for building your business, scaling, calling in more money, achieving any goal that you have, financial or otherwise. Okay, it is a powerful energy because quite frankly, sexual energy is creative energy. It is the energy required to make babies. You need the male and the female to come together to make babies. That is creative energy and it's life force energy. Now, what happens if you can take that energy and put it towards something else? Not instead of having a great sex life, but using it, building upon it to create whatever you want in your business. That is the carrot that I hold up to you in this this teaching. And quite frankly, for your life and your business. So where does this leave women, right? If men have this highly sex drive and they can use it to create huge amounts of success, where does that leave women? How do we apply it? Well, let's go into that a little bit more now, but I do wanna encourage you to listen to the deeper teachings that I will be doing on these specific points in the other episodes that go through Napoleon Hill's chapter section by section, okay? So that's a little reminder there. Let's first clarify the difference that we're talking about in terms of men and women. So there is the biological differences between men and women, but within each man and within each woman, there is what is called a masculine essence and a feminine essence. You have the energy of the male and the energy of the female. So you have to realize that you have, as a woman, a masculine essence within you, but you also have a feminine essence. And we all have that in varying degrees. And men do as well. So some men are more masculine, more macho, more in their masculine would be a way of phrasing that. And some women are more in their feminine. And there's varying degrees for everyone. However, what I find with many women who are achievers, who are doers, who are going for more in their lives, in their businesses, is that for a variety of different reasons, they suppress much of their feminine essence in favor of their masculine essence. Now, why might that be? Well, quite frankly, building a business, you know, scaling yourself, growing yourself within a corporation. You have to do a lot of doing. And the masculine essence is that drive, that action, that that going out into the world and doing things. It's the, the hunting, it's the pursuing, it's very directive. It's about making impressions. It's about going out, outward driven, okay? And you can think of this in terms of 
how the male and the female genitalia looks in this world. The male genitalia is outward driven, okay, very directive when it's alert. You can really see that. And the female genitalia, by and large, is a receiving shape. It's you, you receive and you open. And you can really see the difference in our physiology. Now, what is the feminine essence? The feminine essence is really about receiving. It's about nurturing, like the womb. It's like opening, like you need to do during sex. It's it's about magnetizing and attracting. It's a different kind of energy. Now, there is no better or worse, good or bad. You need both. As I mentioned, to make babies, you need a masculine and a feminine. You can't have one without the other. You won't be able to create. So even the most masculine of people, male or female, who are in their masculine drive energy, needs that feminine energy, that feminine essence as well. You need both to create. So what might this look like? This might look like time for cogitation, time for thinking and nurturing your ideas. That would be the feminine essence. And then the masculine essence is putting it all together and getting it out in the world. It's a very simplistic uh, conception of it, but you get the idea. You need both. And as a woman, you need to be both in your masculine and in your feminine. This is creative life force energy. And it's important to have both. There is not a value judgment here. However, I will say that our society, by and large, encourages success or goal achievement through the masculine. That's how most of us were taught how to achieve your goals. And of course, we don't want to deny the masculine, but we, we do need to learn how to activate our feminine as well. And when you put the two together, they are just unbelievably powerful. And this is what Hill was talking about in the chapter on sexual transmutation. So you're going to want to look at this. If you have suppressed your masculine, then you're going to want to activate that. If you've suppressed your feminine, you're going to want to activate that. Now, everyone's going to have a different ratio, but if you are out of alignment for yourself, meaning you're in the wrong ratios for yourself, and I will say that I was, I'm going to share my story a little bit as we go forward, that I was very much suppressing my feminine and all in my masculine. Now, I'm still very much in my masculine much of the time. I love that aspect of myself, but I've learned to really balance the two or find harmony between the two. I don't think it needs to be a balance like equal, equal, but I do think that there needs to be harmony there. So you are going to want to look at your results to really assess whether you are too far in your masculine or too far in your feminine. Are you honestly getting what you want in life? Not the story that you're telling yourself. Okay, not the rationalized story that says this is how I work and you're cutting off a part of you. So for me, for many years, I just thought I don't have a sex drive. I'm I that's not for me. 
orgasms are not for me. Um, having pleasure that way is not for me. It's just not for me. Okay, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to make myself feel wrong, but I'm not going to put any attention there. Let's just do our thing. And I was fairly happy. I was pretty, you know, satisfied with my life until I wasn't, okay? And you want to start looking at that earlier. And let me say a very important point here. I told myself that I was happy and satisfied with my life. And in some degrees, you want to do that. You want to be appreciative of your life. But because I didn't have the answer on how to break through, instead of figuring out what the answer was, finding it out, seeking out help, really looking into it. Now, I will say that I sought out help, but not really, okay? Because I didn't have strong enough motive to really change. And I will tell you that when I really stepped into this and recognized what my motive was and owned it, everything changed for me in my business. I did a lot in my business. I created a lot in my business before this. So I'm not going to um, do revisionist history and say that this was the thing that I did first. It wasn't, okay? But if I could do it again, I would step into this a whole lot sooner because you know what happens when you tap into creative life force energy? Hey, your business becomes that much easier to run. It's easier to magnetize clients. It's easier to create what you want in your business, to do the things and to call in the money, to have the revenue, to have consistent cash flow, to have ever growing cash flow. If I had known this earlier, I would have 100% put my efforts here as well. But I wasn't ready. I wasn't willing to look at this in enough detail. But the moment that I became conscious of this, the moment I, it really dropped in for me, I took action on it. And so if it's dropping in for you right now, take action on this, okay? So you've got to look at the results that you are, are getting. And for me, my results were, you know, I had a really good marriage, but I didn't have a lit up sex life. And I thought it was me. I thought something was broken with me. Okay. And that that was okay. And for a lot of people, it's like, they're still dating men that are, aren't the right guys for them. They're either, you know, don't have enough drive or have, don't have time for them one or the other and and there's probably like a thousand different ways that shows up in uh, various kinds of examples to to use for that or people who have given up on really having a relationship because they don't think that they're made for it that's a result okay or you're in a relationship and and I was in a great marriage I'm not gonna kid you guys I was in a great marriage with a great guy uh, not perfect, but none of us are perfect. Um, but this was something that I had written off. I thought, well, maybe I'm just broken. And guess what? I'm not broken. Okay. And neither are you. So if this is resonating. If you feel like you don't have any desire to have sex, please listen up because I did not have any desire to have sex. My sexual energy was suppressed and I was, but I will say that I was probably channeling it towards something else because I couldn't deal with um, having it in my, my, my marriage. So that's 
Um, where does that come from? Let's look at that because that's not, um, let's just not leave that hanging out there. Okay. So that is all about self-image guys. Okay. You've been hearing me talk about self-image over and over and over again. Why? Because it's so critical. It's so critical. I had an image. So for those of you who haven't heard me talk about it, you have an image of who you are. Now that is a visual image, but it's also an emotional image and an energetic image. You have a self image and it lies in your subconscious. It's not something that you consciously um, are aware of, though I do teach people how to consciously recreate their self image because you can do that. But this self image that I had of myself was built when I was very young, under the age of 10. And it was built based on my experience then, what meaning I made of what was happening in my world and what that meant about me. And I defined who I was. And how did I define myself? As unlovable and not worthy. These are core wounds. And many, many human beings, 98.999% of people have these kinds of core wounds. Now yours are going to be uniquely yours. However, there are some patterns within, you know, when you're looking at core wounds, whether it's not enough, I'm wrong, I'm not enough, um, I am unworthy, I'm unlovable, um, I don't belong, I'm not part of the tribe, right? Um, and I don't have the right to exist. All of those are our core wounds and they drive your self image and that then becomes what you start playing out in this world and that was what was playing out for me I had so cut off this idea that I could have love that I was worthy of love that I was worthy of a great sex life that I was worthy of having it all you guys I get that there's like this wave the flag, be enthusiastic, you can have it all, sort of message in the marketing world and out there. And I don't want you to confuse the message that I'm sharing here. I actually believe that you can have everything that you desire, that you desire. The challenge with the marketing world is that they're trying to tell you to desire things that aren't really yours. Okay, don't really connect to you. Now, the flip side of that is that they do understand human nature and they are calling out some of the things that you do truly desire that you might be suppressing. So it works both ways. So for, for me, I actually did really, 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 really want to have it all. I wanted love. I wanted intimacy. I wanted to have a great sex life. I wanted to have a great business. I wanted to help lots of people. I wanted to contribute in this world. I wanted to be connected to spirit, to God, source, the universe. I wanted to be tapped in. I wanted to look great, feel great, have great energy. And I didn't have all of those things. I wanted to have great friendships too, right? So much, I wanted to live in a beautiful place. I wanted to have beautiful experiences. All of these things, right? I wanted to have it all. And we're told that we can have it all in this kind of pat way. But the truth is that you have to grow into it. You have to step forward. 
You have to become more and own your desires and then take the action, which can be challenging. It's going to cause you to confront that self-image that says that's not who you are, that you are not worthy of that. Okay? So for me, it meant that I didn't really go for what I wanted. I dated guys that either were bad boys and, you know, would love me and leave me, right? Thus affirming the self-image of being unworthy. Or I would date men who I wasn't that sexually lit up by and say that that was all that I was worthy of. Like I could have it, could have this great guy, but I couldn't have it all. Okay. And, and I ended up playing out over and over again, that self image of not being lovable and, um, not being worthy. And I wouldn't actually go for more because of my fear of being disappointed. But that fear of disappointment, that is simply your self image being played out. Okay. Being played out. It's keeping, it's, it's saying the disappointment is more painful than you can handle. So don't change. That keeps you stopped. Be unstoppable. That keeps you stopped. That is a lie. You might be disappointed, but you will survive. And if you keep moving towards what you want and doing the work, you will end up creating exactly what you want, but you must be persistent. You must be persistent. So I will also say that part of what was built into my self-image and my subconscious programming and my belief structure was the mixed messages that I had growing up around sex, that there was something wrong with it or that it was dangerous or bad or couldn't be handled. Um, The words that were shared with me were accepting and that sex was good and right and a natural human process and thing that we want to engage in. However, the energy behind those words, which is what little kids pick up on, was that there was something wrong with it. Okay. So I very much had, as most teenagers have, this biological urge to have sex, right? Be sexually expressed. But which is all good, by the way, but I contorted it because of my self-image, okay? And I ended up having a lot of sex that wasn't really healthy and supportive to my my growth, my life. Now, I'm not saying that the only kind of sex that is healthy or functional or supportive is monogamous sex or sex in a relationship or sex that isn't you know, like the the thing that I'm thinking of here is I had a lot of one night stands as a teenager and that's not necessarily in and of itself a bad thing. However, for me, it was reinforcing my self image that said, you're unlovable. I used it to support that and limit how I saw myself. Okay. Now I had an example as a teenager that made absolutely no sense to me but you know how things from your past that you have these memories and they stick with you now I know what it meant okay so one of my friends growing up had uh, very I was gonna say progressive parents I think that's true but they all that she also had parents who really understood this 
aspect of life. So she ended up having a a boyfriend who with whom she had healthy, loving sexual relationships. And I did not understand this. She she had sex with someone within this boyfriend girlfriend situation and and I, it did, made no sense to me. Like you can have both. And now it's completely obvious to me what my limitation in how I perceived that was. Many people have relationships like that. That's actually what I aspired to, but I couldn't make sense of it. I started saying, that must be wrong. That must not be lit up. That must not be good sex because I couldn't make sense of it. I wanted it, but I couldn't make sense of it. And I remember when she ended up ending a you know a year-long relationship with a boyfriend and she started dating soon thereafter this other person who was I, I could really feel his sexual energy I'm like now why does he want to have sex with her her sexual energy doesn't seem that high and I was confused by it but now I'm not confused by it because she was both in her feminine and in her masculine and she was offering up a great relationship with great sex. So anyways, uh, those examples from my childhood show you how self-image can be so limiting. It limits how you see the world. It changes your interpretation of experiences. And that went on for years for me. I would reject the good guys, I would date the bad guys, continually reinforcing the unlovability over and over again. And, you know, it wasn't working, really wasn't working. And then, you know, I did grow up somewhat. And what I ended up doing was choosing a good guy. And we had fun. I loved the ease. I, I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the lack of conflict, the nesting, the security, the comfort, the connection that we had. That was something that I really desired. And yet something happened early on in our relationship that I perceived as breaking the trust, meaning that I interpreted it, the thing that he did, as meaning that I was unlovable, as affirming that. And I shut down sexually at the beginning of that relationship. And that was too bad, right? I couldn't get behind. And I own that. that that's me. That was 100% me. And I couldn't get beyond this. Although I thought I was trying hard to do so. Now I realize that I didn't have the right motivating factor. And this is so key, guys. You have to have a motivating factor. You must really want something. You must have an urgent desire. And my desire was not urgent enough to change. And what I did was I suppressed my sexual nature. I just shut down. I gained weight. I dressed quote unquote comfortably. Now, I still love being comfortable in my clothes, but at the time dressing comfortably, and I was I was living in Berkeley, which is a very casual kind of place to live. You know, I didn't dress up. I didn't spend time on how I looked. I, I desexualized my clothing. I wore comfortable cl- clothes. Oh my God, my husband hated my clogs because they were so not sexy. I was like, but they're comfortable and they're kind of funky and they're cool and um, they're Dutch. But no, they're not sexy, okay? And I really, I really, everything about my sexual nature just sh- shut down. I had plenty of... Th- energy for other things 
Okay, so it shows you that I, I transmuted or I shifted where I put that creative life force energy instead of putting it into my sexual relationship where it could be additive, right? So it could increase its energy and life force. This is really important. I put it towards something else. So I was actually, I actually had quite a lot of sexual energy. I was suppressing it in my my personal sex life, but I was using it up over here in my business and in other aspects of my life. That looked like protecting myself with busyness, staying busy, putting that energy over here. And I was being in my masculine all the time. Okay. That do, do, do energy because it was not safe for me to be in my receive energy. Okay. And I did that for years, completely unaware and unconscious. My sex life suffered and I'm not proud of this, but my, my husband suffered as well. And that was not fair. That was not right. That was not fair. That was not good. And I thought it was me. As I've said before, I thought I was broken. I thought I just can't have orgasms. I can't, I just am not someone who enjoys sex. And that's just not true. So if you're, I now have like an incredibly lit up sex life and you know, I use it to feed all aspects of my life, including my business. But I really did think that, that, that this wasn't for me, that I was broken. So if you're listening to this and this is you, please know you are not broken. There is just something in your self-image that is keeping you trapped, okay? And once I was conscious of this, I shifted, okay? And one of the things that I had to become conscious of was being scared to be on my own. Like I was, when I became conscious, I was completely unconscious of this, you guys. Like I didn't realize that I was staying in this relationship because I was scared to be on my own. I did not know, I wasn't doing that consciously. I did not know that. The moment that I realized that I was doing that, I had a conversation with my husband. I literally, within, I would say, three to five hours, I had to take a plane home and I started talking about it in the car ride home from the airport and because once I become conscious of things I am not someone who wants to continue to hurt someone that's just not who I am and I had to own my personal responsibility in this relationship and so you know I realized that part of this was I didn't know previous to building my business and doing the work to really step into being a woman who one knows how to make money, right? So if my relationship ends, if my entire team leaves me, whatever it is, some, some crisis in the world like COVID, I know how to make money. And as you guys are well aware of, although money doesn't buy happiness, never has, never will be, wasn't meant to right? It does buy a lot of things that we need in this world for our safety and security. Now, ultimately, our safety and security comes from being tapped into creative life force, all the energy that is, infinite intelligence, the universe, source, spirit. But on this human 3D plane, you might not have time to figure out that connection and you need to buy groceries, right? You need to put a roof over your head. I know how to do that. And once I recognize that I 
I misunderstood where security came from. Does it come from other people? I thought it came from being in this relationship. And although I love being in my current relationship, that's not where my security comes from, which allows me to show up very freely in that relationship. So you've got to think about whether you are using sex in your relationship to keep it secure, but you really, there's something else going on and you need to, to work that out because that is a contortion of sexual energy. Okay. That's not using it in its highest and best form. And it's, and it's, uh, limiting both you and your partner, or if you're suppressing any number of things could be going on there. Okay. So the moment I recognized this consciously, I brought it up and I had a conversation and I, I recognized that it wasn't fair to him and it wasn't serving him or myself. And, um, he had a very strong stance that he did not want to be duped in our relationship. Meaning like be holding on to this monogamous relationship if I was going to break the trust at some point. And I realized now with 2020 hindsight, he probably recognized my highly sexed nature and my sex drive and was like, why is she not liberating that with me? I'm going to be uh, duped later on. And the moment I recognized this, I brought it to him. Now, I'm not proud of the fact that I suppressed my sexual nature for the majority of our relationship, but I am proud that I, I did bring it up. And I want to bring something else up here. This is one of those topics that really scares women, okay? And I've had numerous clients tell me that hearing my story of getting a divorce, changing all of this uh, has really scared them and they haven't wanted to to look at that. In fact, one of my clients, uh, when I shared about the law of sacrifice, which says that you must let go of something of a lower nature to bring in something of a higher nature, she immediately thought that I was going to ask her to let go of her relationship. And because she had heard this story. Now that was not the case. I did ask her to clean up the stuff that was going on in her relationship because she was stamping a smiley face on the relationship, but it wasn't all peachy keen. And I could spot that a mile away. I sniffed that out instantaneously when I met her. And when she did clean up that relationship and she, you know, she, she and her husband came to a VIP day and it was a challenging experience, uh, for, for both of them, but for him, especially, uh, but they, they stuck with it and I'm super proud of both of them. And they came out the other side. Now she did the spirit of wealth program that I have as well. And in one of the teachings from that program, we talked about this. We talked about, um, how she was showing up in her relationship again, right? Cause it's iterative. There are layers upon layers. And she took that teaching and coaching and took action on it, which I'm super proud of her. She didn't just make it an intellectual idea. She acted on it. And as a result, financially, no coincidence, guys, we don't live in a random universe. Okay. There are no coincidences, 
between the two of them, husband and wife, they've made multiple millions this year. And I don't mean that, don't, do not misunderstand that. He did not make the multiple millions and she didn't. They both made multiple millions this year. And she had, when we first started at the beginning of the year, she had a business that wasn't significantly profitable. And I might be remembering that incorrectly. It might not have been making a profit at all. It was slim pickings, okay? It was so far from the millions that she wanted, okay? And he wasn't activated at all. He was not in his masculine. And a lot can change in a year, you guys. A lot can change, okay? So I'm super proud of both of them. Anyways, owning your sexuality is so critical to owning your life and magnetizing what you want, okay? Magnetizing what you want. Back to how Napoleon Hill talks about how a high sex nature is really important to success in business, okay? You have to look at that. And if you're suppressing it or you're not channeling it, well, that's that's going to hold you back. Now, my sexual desires are are and probably different than your sexual desires. You do you. You do you. Okay? There is not a one size fits all to this. Okay? But it cannot be suppressed. It cannot be suppressed. So some of the things that suppress, you know, cause you to suppress are traumas from the past. Okay? Take it. If, if you have trauma from the past, take it one step at a time explore, get curious. Do not say that this isn't for you. I've helped so many women who have been, you know, they have to come willing and no one's ever ready, but they have to come willing to work on this. And if they come and are willing to work on this, then we can move through some of that trauma very quickly. Now, I will say that you will also want to look at doing this with a licensed uh, clinical psychologist so that you get, who's experienced in trauma, to get the help that you need. The, the work that I do is, is complementary and works in conjunction with that. Many people find that that's worked to a certain extent and then working with me puts it over the edge. Like you get, you get the clarity and you can break through. Um, some women want to do this work with me first and then if they need to work with a clinical psychologist, you do you, okay? My recommendation though is to work with a, a licensed clinical psychologist on that. Okay. Other things that suppress, maybe you didn't have trauma, but it was a lot of experiences from the past um, that may or may not have been traumatic. This was the case for one of my clients as well, where there were a series of things that happened from her past, and some might say quite traumatic as well, but not a single situation. And I remember her asking me at one of our Unstoppable Woman Summits, she came to the mic and asked a question about showing up in, in business as a woman. And she was asking about the clothing that you wear. And how do you do that? She was looking at my energy on stage and recognizing that I was confident, strong in my sexual energy, in my feminine and my masculine and yet was not sort of open for mistreatment or abuse from anyone, really, men or women. And she didn't articulate that in words, but via her question, she was asking about like, what clothing do I wear 
in business because I think men are going to, you know, be too sexually attracted to me if I show up um, wearing sexy things. And she was really buttoned up. You know, she was a beautiful woman and why not adorn yourself? And what I told her is that it, it's a question of the energy behind that because you can be in your sexual energy, but also be unavailable for any sort of mistreatment, okay? For any sort of abuse. You have to look in yourself to see what you are asking to receive, what you're attracting with your energy, not consciously, okay? But with your energy and you can change your energy consciously but oftentimes our the energy with which we present ourselves is different than the conscious energy that we have the conscious awareness of who we're being okay then she joined the spirit of wealth and at the the retreat she had a spotlight session and she was really open about what had happened in her past and it was like she shared this big secret which she did and it let go of the shame and she was held energetically in the room by all the women who were incredibly supportive loving kind impressed proud of her supportive of her did not judge her did not cut her down did not make her wrong did not say oh you're you're some bad person because of this that did not happen and as a result she's been more open in her business and it has actually directly contributed to more business and she has a thriving business now she's making more money than she's ever made on her own in her life okay and there's a connection that that most people don't see between their sexual energy and their business success. Suppressing your sexual energy is suppressing yourself and it's suppressing your life force, your creative energy, and it keeps you from creating. And one way to tap into this is to find a muse, either a real life person or an imaginary person. You can create that person in your imagination. Your imagination is very powerful. Tap into that. Or it could be a movie star or some character in a novel or a book. Who is going to be the muse for you? Because Napoleon Hill in this chapter talks about how men will do anything to please a woman. Okay, you might go, oh my God, that's so sexist. What is he talking about? But here's the thing. That drive to have sex is so potent that if you channel it, if you choose a good person or a good good imaginary person to go after and you use it as your drive for growing yourself, changing and becoming the person who is someone who can be with that level person that you have in your imagination then this is a very potent force that will call you forward and help you in all aspects of your life so think about who that woman would would be who is with that muse the person you want to be with 
Okay. Now I've done this in a variety of different ways, but right now we're using a, a person as a muse, another person as a muse. Okay. Who would you need to be to be with that kind of man or woman, whoever your muse is? Okay. How would you have to move? What would you have had to achieve in your life? What kinds of things would you need to uh, be doing? How do you need to dress? What would your sexual energy be? Okay. How would you do your hair? How would you do your nails? How, what kind of car would you drive? You could use this for everything. And I did. I started to become that person one small and big decision at a time. I, I changed how I dressed. But first I had to agree with myself that it was important. And I, I made one little decision at a time. It was cumulative and I made, them, I made quick decisions, okay? So I wasn't extending the time for making decisions. I was making them quickly. How I dressed, how I moved, what I focused on, what level I was going to achieve at, what kind of place I lived in, okay? All of this is connected to money and growing your business, okay? So you want to look at who you would need to be to be someone who had that relationship, had that man, had that woman, okay? Who do you need to be? Let that desire be causative. This is really who I wanted to be, and I wouldn't have had that desire if it wasn't connected to truth, to my truth. This is a true desire. You have, to, you have to realize that when you have a desire for something, the law of polarity says that it's here and it's here now, okay? And you have to do the work to call it in. Now, the work I had to do was showing up differently in this world, growing myself into that woman. But it was here for me now. That, and that woman, what I'm saying very specifically, was that woman was that woman who was with that man, the type of man that I wanted to be with. Okay, who is that woman? And I still play this out. I'm still growing. Okay, I, it's, it's now about the relationship and where we're going and all of that. So this is, this is how true desire works. First thing I'm going to give you is you have to work through the past, work through the trauma, figure out a, a powerful new self image with that. I'm happy to help you with that. The second thing I'm giving you is find your muse. Okay. Really use a muse to help you step forward and step into being the woman you need to be. And then thirdly, I want you to start consciously exploring your sexuality. I did this very consciously. I started to, to read about it. I took a course on sexuality and, and really enjoying sex. I started to experience more and I kept saying yes to experiences. And I started owning my fantasies and my sexual desires. I, I didn't in the past. I suppressed them. I started paying attention to what turned me on. And it's a powerful aphrodisiac. And then you can channel that into your life and your business. This is how you use sexual energy in your life and your business. You channel it into the creative energy that you need to build and scale your business and your life. Use it to create whatever you want. Channel it, transmute it toward all your business goals, actually all your goals in life. 
And when you do this, you live a lit up life. You've stopped suppressing a huge aspect of what it means to, to be human and to be a woman. You live a delightful, lit up, juicy life. And that is so good. It feels great because who cares about having a great business if you're not having a great life? You want to have a great life. And this is a key aspect to both building your business and having that great overall life. So if any of this has piqued your interest, please go out there, schedule that consult with me. Let's have a conversation. I'd love to help you with this. Be courageous. Take that next step. Okay, rock it out be unstoppable and I'll see you in the next hey there, episode. my friend. Do you resonate with what you just heard? Then head over to our free resource page and get more of our good stuff, including our free unstoppable woman playbook and money breakthrough system. You'll find that and more at the unstoppable slash free stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode.